Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Tuesday morning, the Absolute Radio Breakfast Show. This is Bush and Richie. Radio's supply teachers are back. Uh, day two of Dave Berry's holiday, and we have a fresh lesson plan for you this morning. We certainly do. Just don't throw any chalk at us when we turn around and write stuff on the board. Uh, we've got an addition this morning. We just we just started off with just the basic Platinum Glen package. Mm. Uh, now we've added in an Emma Jones in there as well. Is that gold as well? Or is that, that Platinum? What is up from Platinum, Emma? Gold's not better than Platinum, is it? I think gold is below platinum, actually. Yeah, platinum's I might have actually better. slurred you by mistake. Really? Though. I apologise. I would be the platinum edition. Wow, so what's Glenn? Gold. And then I think you gain newsreaders throughout the week. Tomorrow's Trevor McDonald, then it's Moira Stewart. <laughs> really, 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 you've got to see how this goes. Uh, now, just as a little aside, I just want to update everybody on something that happened uh, last night. Uh, now, on home time over the past couple of weeks, I've been talking about this badger that I keep seeing. <laughs> Not the badger. He's back. The badger is back. So well, my little girl, who's six months old, sometimes to bore her back to sleep, I'll make her look out of our bedroom window onto the, the darkness of the street at like two or three o'clock in the morning. And a few times on the trot, we've seen this badger walking around. I didn't even think badgers hung around in city locations or whatever. Uh, but you've seen this little thing walking around. Well, it's quite big, actually. It's probably up to, like, knee height. A uh, knee height badger? It's huge. It's really quite big. Honest to God, up to your knee. What's as in when, when stood up. Back? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, as it's walking along, I would say that badger is, is just below knee height. It's a big thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. It went down the side of a car. It was massive. I'm not having a knee height badger. Genuinely knee high badger. Unbelievable. <laughs> This is it. You can't. You explain it to people in shops, corner shops, cafes. People don't don't believe me. It's a skunk. Is, is it? Well, it's, it's, badgers are not knee height. It's it's a big one. This guy's a big one. All right, okay. So he, he appeared a few times. Uh, we talked about it on home time about maybe me befriending him or what could I do? Make him some food. Someone said like mashed potato or whatever. But then he mysteriously <laughs> disappeared, and I thought that was the end of it. That was me seeing the badger over done and dusted. <laughs> However, my other half, Katie's friend, who lives on the road adjacent to ours, mm-hmm. so it's probably like a, a three-minute walk around the corner, was just telling her in passing in conversation yesterday. Uh, that she keeps seeing a badger out the front of her house. Right. Now, this can't be a coincidence. It must be the same badger. Has she put a height on the badger? I, I, we didn't drill down long enough, but I'm sure if asked, she would have sworn blind. He was at least knee-high. So I, I don't know whether this is a... I do feel that this might be a thing that's happening in our local area, and I wonder whether if there is any way of reaching out to the badger, making contact, befriending it... I would be receptive to any suggestions this morning on the show. Uh, Glenn Lemmer, have you have any ideas at all about Badger? I don't think they like um, human interaction. Really? No. Oh. They are aggressive. I they are. Maybe I could be the person to tame <laughs> this particular knee-high Badger. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Tuesday morning, the Absolute Radio Breakfast Show. Bush and Richie, certainly outside our studios in Golden Square. Gorgeous morning. Maybe this, this spring-like weather is what is bringing out the badgers of the UK. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's just their time to come back out and hang out again. So the badger is back. The badger that I keep seeing walking past our house as if he's walking to work. Boulders Brass. 
is back. He disappeared for a while. I normally see him when I'm up with my baby girl, rocking her to sleep, whatever, a few, like, two o'clock in the morning. Uh, genuinely, it's a big badger. And now I'm getting a lot of scorn for saying he was knee-high. I reckon he was knee-high. I may have... I may have to retract something here. Oh, I saw you doing some research. The badger is a stocky animal being about 750 millimetres in length. Length isn't really the thing here. Not the first time you said that. (laughs) (laughs) A badger can have a height of up to 300 millimetres high at the shoulder. So that's 30 centimetres, which is a standard senior school ruler, if you think back to your school days. Okay. From an upper window in a house at two in the morning... Look at the angles. Look at the angles. Grassy knoll and all that. You could mistake it. (laughs) But it's still incorrect, (laughs) surely. (laughs) (laughs) It's not, it's... He was... Maybe maybe I've seen, like, a special badger. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like a massive... I'll look that breed up. Massive badger. But this is the thing, I want to make contact. I want to make contact with it. Andrew in rugby suggests that you leave a bowl of dog food out and maybe a pen so the badger can write down his name. Right, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Forget it. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. So I'm trying to befriend this mysterious badger that I keep seeing going past our house uh, when I'm up at night with our little baby. And, uh, yeah, I was just looking at ways of trying to maybe reach out, befriend it, that kind of thing. Uh, someone's texted here, badgers love peanut butter. I feed them with it regularly. There appears to be a lot of fake news about badgers. I was saying that it wasn't knee height, and then we found some dimensions that suggested it might be. Yeah. And then Jason has tweeted here a picture saying, I've never found badgers aggressive. They're particularly timid. Any noise causes them to run. Feeding them peanuts is a good way to get them visiting regularly. And he has a picture uh, that he has shared on Twitter of six badgers on his front doorstep eating peanuts. It's amazing. It's like badger soft play out the back of his house. What six you badgers. Need, you need to invest in some, some crunchy peanut butter or some peanuts yep. and some kind of night vision GoPro yeah. and you might be able to make mates with him. And Matt, I would love that. Do you know what? I've always wanted to have night vision. Like, not not as a spe- like a superpower, but as like a, as a unit on like a headpiece that I could wear, like Splinter Cell, the computer game. I once asked an ex for night vision goggles. I think that's what sped up the end of that. That's <laughs> what finally did it. Never ask anyone for night vision. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore. But we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. Lovely, gorgeous morning. Don't want to uh, step on Emma's patch with the weather, but I see it's going to get up to something like 18 degrees by the weekend. It's glorious. Yesterday, I arrived home in the afternoon to find an ice cream van blocking the road in my close. I could not believe my eyes. Wow. So, what I mean was, it's it's March still. Is that early for them to be out? Well, I, I was just surprised that they were even out. I thought these days, and maybe I'm wrong, that ice cream vans were something for like tourist attractions in car parks. Or sporting events when a road is closed or something <laughs> or other, but actually, to actually drive around estates playing music and and rocking on up into a road and hope that people might come out of their front doors, yep. which happened in my road yesterday, I was surprised that, that still was a thing. It was something from you always think it is from like donkeys years ago. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like between the wars, that kind of thing. So needless to say, I was so surprised I actually stopped the car in the middle of the road, gave Natalie a tenner, said, "Go out and get some ice creams now. Yeah. I'm going to park up." A tenner. Yeah. Well, 
Well, I hadn't seen one for so long. I didn't know how long how much mm-hmm. they were going to be. It used to be fifty p yeah. in my day. Uh, uh, Nine pound ninety nine and flake. That's what I used to call it. <laughs> in fairness, um, the tenor did buy two ice creams, so we're it? all cool. There you go. What? what? Did you get any change? Yeah, <laughs> a fiver. I, I, I overestimated somewhat, but it did then make me go inside and enjoy my ice cream. And three big pertinent questions came to mind. One: okay. Is there an ice cream van dark web where you? Reg- <laughs> <laughs> this can't continue. <laughs> no, but come on. Where you register your patch. <laughs> Otherwise, there's going to be some kind of ice cream van turf war, surely. Yeah, Why you... is it going to be on the dark web? Well, because I don't know about it. So if I don't know about it, it's got to be on the dark web. That's it's bold. He's got a point, because what happens if the, the, the guy that's doing the ice cream van, Danny and the Richie Thank Street... Thank you, Bush. Uh, Gary, who's got the bit, you know, the ice <laughs> yeah. cream van patched down yeah. the road, he suddenly turns up on his turf, there'll be a turf No, horse. it's more just that you think that everything is on the internet you know about. <laughs> well, there is that. Second question, is there an ice cream van season? Very good point. Yeah, I just I said to you then, yeah. it's March. I didn't realise they're out. Third question, will they still be here in ten years' time? Every new car you buy these days, you stop at traffic lights, switches itself off. Yeah. Yeah, ice cream vans, they're happy to park up in a car park and chug out diesel to do their ice creams. I put it to you, they're going to be gone in ten years' time. Gone. <laughs> for a podcast we told them to do it themselves and here it is the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie Richie Firth what are your three questions again then about ice cream vans is there an ice cream van dark web where you register your patch two is there an ice cream van season three do they just leave their engine running as in will they still be here in ten years time David McDonald has just tweeted me suggesting there's a fourth question that he's looking at do they get approval from all the big companies such as Warner Brothers and Disney to use characters on the side of their van there's I something mean, deeply chilling about those, isn't it? Yeah. There's a connection between them and fairground rides. Yeah. It's normally Sylvester Stallone in Cobra and stuff yeah. like that, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> not quite like them, not quite a likeness. Uh, Martin says, uh, it's Martin from Glasgow here, living in Switzerland, uh, showing off. Uh, on the subject of ice cream vans, did you know that in Glasgow back in the 70s, I think there was an ice cream war where rival gangs fought for turf for their ice cream vans? What about that? So there is turf wars. There is a turf war. there wouldn't war. have been a dark war in the 70s. You really are pushing on with this dark web thing, aren't you? <laughs> uh, Stephen Gloucestershire says, we have a proper Mr Whippy Van call round in my town. It's not out yet as it is out of season, so there obviously is there one. Is but then he says his double flakes with chocolate syrup and nuts are to die for, so as far as I'm concerned, he can chug out those fumes whenever he wants. <laughs> Ch- chug out those fumes. <laughs> uh, let's go to the phones and say good morning to Valerie. Hi, Valerie. Hi. Where are you right now? I am in Hyde, which is in Cheshire. Okay, and we are hearing on the grapevine you might have a a regular ice cream van person that's always in your neighbourhood. Yeah, he he calls all year round, every single day. So in January, a a beast from the east arrives, yet your ice cream man is still there? Yeah, because he's amazing. He does hot desserts as well. Hot desserts? Wow. Like what? Yeah. Uh, He does, like, uh, hot cookies with sauce and ice cream on them in little dessert trays. Right, and how, how, many, how many years have you been dealing with this guy and what's his name? Well, um, we've only lived here for two years, but when we found out there was an ice cream man, we were so chuffed. <laughs> so it adds to the house price, then? Mm. It does. <laughs> that's yeah, amazing. That, that goes on right move. That's the first thing you list. <laughs> it's definitely on there. Valerie, that's an amazing thing. So you have this guy and you can always rely on a particular day of the week that you know he's going to be there. You can have a treat one particular night. 
Yeah, I mean, we usually, we usually, we're good, we're good eaters, and then we'll wait for Saturday, but then all the neighbours are out, and we're all here with Valerie Bush and I are just looking after things this week whilst uh, Dave is uh, on holiday but if your guy comes round this week could you ask him if there's an ice cream dark web please <laughs> don't ask him Valerie don't ask him Absolute Radio if you insist on listening to them in your own time then we can't really stop you okay let's get on with it then the Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. Joe, yesterday I was telling you how Jack Wilshire stopped me from buying a coffee machine at the weekend. Yeah, he scrambled your mind because of his proximity and fame. Spot on. Couldn't couldn't operate, so I had to leave the shop and go home. Well, yesterday <laughs> I went back to buy said coffee machine. Was it this time, Pat Jennings? <laughs> <laughs> Just hoping that a footballer wasn't going to be in the shop to scramble my mind. But I made an extra purchase. I bought a water filter. Oh. The reason a bit... Well, We've got one of those. <laughs> Go on, just explain. Uh, yeah, I, I think your sigh is the same concern yeah. that I now have. The reason being, I didn't want to clog up the coffee machine with hard water. Okay. So I thought, well, a water filter as well would solve that. And I was all very excited about it. Until you're then sort of paying for it, and then you get sold the... Do you want to buy some replacement water cartridges as well, sir? And you go, yeah, OK, I'll buy some of them. And then when you get home and you set up the water filter yeah. and you have to put, like, five different loads of water through just to prime the cartridge. So this is like a massive jug, a normal water jug, that yes. you have a lid on the top, but it's like a smart lid. So Spot on. It will remind you when you need to replace the filter. It's even got, like, as you say, like a little fuel gauge to tell you how, how close your your cartridge is to... I mean, it's just water. I dread that day. Every time it comes around, I'm like, I have to do the whole process of soaking the black things through. Yeah. And I just... wish you were here yesterday because I didn't know... I've never owned a water filter... If I'd known this, I feel like it's a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope. This is it. It's a slippery slope. You're already into a subscription. <laughs> exactly. All I want is water. This is it. It's like one of those things you get a binder with part one. Yeah. Slippery slope. Like, for example, another slippery slope. Uh, we bought one of those. Uh, you know, you can get these special bins for putting nappies in there with kids. Got one, yes. Got one of those? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. It seems like a good idea, but then you have to replace the insert. And the inserts are way more expensive, the little bits with the bin liner in the middle. Big time. Slippery slope. Very much a slippery slope. Subscription service in many ways, do you know what I mean? Printer cartridges, that's oh. another one. Be excited about a new printer. Unbelievable. That, that's money coming out of your mouth sort of direct debit every month, it isn't is. it? I'll tell you what it is. It's a slippery it's slope. It's a slippery slope. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Very excited yesterday to purchase a water filter, uh, but I do find that less than 24 hours into my ownership of a water filter, I'm becoming more aware of what's involved. It's a slippery slope. Slippery slope, that ain't a lot of work. Uh, not just the cartridges to replace, I, I read instructions verbatim. Did you realise that water in a water filter only is meant to last for one day? Really? Yeah, 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 seriously. I feel like you're ruining Emma's water filtration system. The more that this goes on, the more, just, you know, disillusioned she's Then you're meant to, to chuck it away. It's ridiculous. More work, isn't it? It's wasteful. Anything has got to be better than the water coming out of the taps in London. So I'll let mine sit there for two or three days. See, I quite like the idea of that kind of, you know, 
being almost like pumped up on whatever the hell's in the wall in there. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, Scale. Like a, a hardy person who drinks directly from a spoiled lake. Do you know what I mean? But it's a slippery slope. What with all the cartridges you have to buy and all that kind of thing. So uh, we're, we're, we're registering all these things where you're slip sliding away. Yeah. Uh, slippery slope things, please. 8, 12, 15. Just a little red flag. And I think it's important to do this earlier on. John from where with his little text about indoor skiing. Yep. And Jake from Bermondsey who, uh, with the uh, text about his kid's slide that doesn't work very well, all right? <laughs> Just a little red flag starting things off. Uh, an anonymous text, a car, one massive slippery slope. There is something about that. It, it appreciates is. the moment you drive it out. It really, really is. Steve from Alton, rather sadly, kids, the slipperiest of all slopes. <laughs> on, we, can, we can cheer this up a little bit, please. Uh, can I just add one into the mix? I'm going Go to say cycling is a slippery slope. Oh, controversial Because you just think you get the bike, fine, whatever, but then you end up buying all the other little bits of extra kit for it. You need, like, a flashier... The, the, you know, if you get the normal lights, then maybe people won't see you. You need these special high-powered lights for yep. cars to be able to see you. Yep. And then next thing you know, you've got all the, the kit attached to it so you can got a GPS and everything. It's a slippery slope. Time podcast with Bush and Ritchie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. You're listening to uh, one half of a show that has got a brand new water filter. Yep. Humble brag. Uh, the but... other half's water filter <laughs> is still in the cupboard above the microwave that it was been for about the past six months. <laughs> it's fair. Which, which would suggest that we're right to class this in the slippery slope category. I bought it because I was worried that my coffee machine was going to get scaled up yep. uh, with uh, hard water. And uh, I'm getting a tweet here saying those coffee machines boil the water. Boiling water gets all the bad things out of the water. Boiling water is better than your filter. You've been fooled by scare tactics. Yeah, but then you've got to put tap water in your kettle. Yes, exactly. Then the that's going to fuzz up, isn't it? So I still think I've done the right thing. More trouble than it's worth. Rob <laughs> says, Richie, I bought a fish tank, which led to the inevitable filter. Filter start-up kit, water purifier. Thing for the fish is never-ending, let alone the actual fish that I had to buy as well on top. Water tank's definitely a slippery slope. Uh, Matthew's suggesting, and I don't want to class these as slippery slope because I love these, such a simple gadget. Dishomatics. I thought you were going to say Pez Dispenser. <laughs> <laughs> Dishomatics, is that the thing where you actually put the washing-up liquid in the end of the handle? You got it. What a right. great invention. and comes with a little miniature sponge on the end. But obviously, you do have to replace the sponge. I'll tell you what that is. It's a slippery, slippery slope. <laughs> for a podcast we told them to do it themselves and here it is the hometown podcast with bush and richie never accuse us of not caring there's a bit of a consumer whiff about today's show we're trying to <laughs> warn you about these slippery slopes you can end up going down after i uh, bought a water filter yesterday unaware of the replacement cartridges that you uh, you need to keep this thing going it's a mutual support group isn't it, it? Is, and people yeah. are sharing their experiences uh, emma running is that a slippery slope is that kind of something you end up buying yeah, kit I would for? say so because you have to keep replacing your running trainers, which yeah, are expensive. Very. Then you have to get a fancy watch, which measures how fast you run and how far you run. Yeah. Then you end up having to get stuff to run outside in the summer, stuff to run outside in the winter. A bloke ran past me on Monday night. He had a head torch on. Do you ever have a head torch when you do run in late at night? I've never gone that far. There you go, slippery slope. Night vision goggles. Night vision goggles. <laughs> Glenn, I really want some night vision goggles. <laughs> We've just been googling them. Really? How how often are you supposed to replace running shoes? 
I think that's more on the amount of mileage he says yes. as a lapsed runner who gave up and um, got <laughs> off the slippery slope. Maybe they could have a reminder like in Richie's water filtration <laughs> system. Mm. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Sammy is suggesting new hairstyles. You spend 50 quid on a new hairstyle, <laughs> then 10 times that on the products to try and recreate it at home. Never get it looking the same as you did the uh, day you left the salon. What's the alternative, though? There's no alternative. Haircut every day. <laughs> Haircut every single day. Uh, let's go to the phones. Uh, we've got Liam on the line. Liam, what is your slippery slope? Horse riding. It's the slippiest slope you can ever go down. Horse riding with for, for your child. When did you get involved in the whole horse riding thing? How did it start for you? Well, it, it was a cute picture thing with my daughter, three years old, putting on a little miniature pony, you know, trotting around, taking some pictures so the wife can put them up on Facebook. <laughs> and then every weekend it was a case of daddy horses, horses. So we'd go up diligently to the stables, feed them carrots. And then it soon dawned on her that other kids were riding. Daddy, can I start riding? Seven years later, oh. horse, horse riding camps in, in, in Norway, week-long treks up the mountains, <laughs> every weekend dragging my, ourselves down to Cobham. I love it, but at the end of the day, it's an extremely expensively slippery slope. It's a slippery slope. It's a really slippery slope, Liam, mate, isn't it? Horse riding camps in Norway, that's what jumped out to me. Well, it's her mother. Her mother's Norwegian and she thought that the air over there is a lot fresher than the air over here because everything in Norway... That is, sounds like is, how uh, Richie's water purifier <laughs> thing started off, to be honest with you. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. So Channel 5 have done this TV series called Britain's Favourite Crisps. A lot of people talking about it on social media today. People are in uproar. Anyway, it's claiming to be like a definitive uh, exploration and come up with this list of uh, what are the nation's favourite crisps. And they've produced this pyramid, this crisp pyramid that's doing the rounds at the moment. Uh, and it's a weird thing. Uh, the different tiers of the pyramid, you've probably seen it for yourselves, are at the top, it's the God tier. We've got Pringles in there and salt and vinegar crisps and Doritos. Then there's the top tier, which is slightly below the top tier, um, the God tier, which has got Sensations and McCoys in it. Below that is the mid tier, which has got the old classics in it, like Quavers and Hula Hoops, Monster Munch. And then Don't Come Anywhere Near Me With These, which is like the uh, relegation zone, I guess, which has got like mini cheddars or salt and shake and knickknacks. I can't remember what I was doing on Sunday evening when this two-hour documentary aired. Two hours. Two hours of it. Uh, But I wish I was on this at the time because there's so many problems I have with it. Primarily, first off, this this the pyramid is not the way to measure this. If it's a pyramid, you've got one winner at the top. Yep. Then you've got two underneath in the next tier. Then you've got three underneath bigger and the next. bigger. You can't have three at the top of a pyramid. That yeah, they should work. just do it as a, like group A, group yeah. B, yeah. Well, I, I think we should go one further on this, Glenn. I think we should get rid of the pyramid. It's a pyramid scheme as far as I'm concerned. I agree mm. with you. Don't touch it with a barge pole. <laughs> I think we need to come up with the League of Crisps yes. this morning yeah. on the show. Let's try get rid of the pyramids and let's look at the valid thing about what are the nation's favourite crisps, but do it in the style of maybe the Football League. Works, doesn't it? Premier League, League yeah. One, League Two. We could uh, even have a competition where, say, uh, Crisps in League Two would get a chance to be able to play Crisps in the Premier League based on a draw. And every now and then, in a certain scenario, a lower division Crisp might be better than that Premier League Crisp. Would we also have Conference North, Conference South? Yeah. And would we have to find Southern Crisps and Northern Crisps? Yeah, yeah. Walker sensations are very South, aren't they? <laughs> there might be regional Crisps, and we could even have a special category for, you know, um, own brand Crisps that are clearly a rip off of the main brand. 
and yes. especially against mm. certain supermarkets. Yeah. The, 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 the sky's the limit with this. I don't want to start incendiary here. I'm going to put that down to Glenn Furman on our Facebook page, who's suggesting that chipsticks like Spurs, always up there but never winning anything. There you go, shots fired. podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. It's Bush and Richie looking after things whilst uh, Dave has his holiday and we are dealing right now with that breakfast food staple, the packet of crisps. Yeah, that's it. Channel 5 have come up with this kind of apparently definitive pyramid supposedly detailing the nation's favourite crisps. We want to get rid of it. We think that is, mm. is bunk. Can you get rid of that and come up with what we're calling the League of Crisps. It needs a bit more attention and clarity given to it. Uh, so we're going to model the Chip League a little bit like on the Football League. So you've got the Premier League, Championship League 1, League 2. Just so we know the, the top and the bottom of this, Richie, give me a Premier League crisp in your opinion. I know it's contentious. For me, uh, Premier League crisps, Doritos. Doritos. I'm going to go for tomato sauce flavour crisps. I'm going cheese. OK. And then a League 2 crisp as far as you're concerned. Skips. Skips. I'll go for anything that's ready solid. <laughs> blanket <laughs> that's, term. That's not fair. It's a blanket term. That's not fair. No, no, no. Uh, so, Adam Lim says spicy tomato balls are like the Leicester City of the 2015-2016 season. Is that when they won? I think that's when they won. OK. So you just say, <laughs> well, it wasn't. About 13th, 14th in the table, that's what we're looking at there. <laughs> Not really that specific. <laughs> uh, Liam and Lee say, would a pork scratching get into the League of Crisps? Well, this is interesting because uh, Neil McKay has been on our Facebook page. Your comments on this, by the way, uh, get on Facebook. He says, where are the scampy fries? There should be a Champions League for them or forming their own Super League and I reckon there should be a like a, a North Atlantic breakaway league featuring pub based snacks. <laughs> so you've got your scampy fries and there, your frazzles, your pork scratches anything that if you buy them you slowly reveal a picture of Linda Lasardi. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Channel 5 could have got a whole other season out of this. They could. They I'm, could. I'm hoping this gets covered in the sport which is on the way. Yeah, the pressure is on. <laughs> Time podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. I get rid of Channel 5's uh, crisp pyramid about the nation's favourite crisps. Uh, right here on this breakfast show, we are creating the League of Crisps in far more detail. Think of it like the Football League. Uh, what crisps are at the top and what are at the bottom as far as you're concerned? A uh, tweet here saying Channel 5 was launched by the Spice Girls, so their music taste is as bad as their crisp knowledge. <laughs> I like that. I like that. The Truth Teller on Twitter says, I work in a crisp company and there's so much to go on here. There are hidden gems such as Golden Wonder, Salt and Vinegar, Rough Cut. Starts off in the conference north but it's got to be promoted have it in a sandwich and it's a meal uh, on the Chris front uh, text here I see Kyle Walker's had a good game last night and Declan Rice had a cracker there you go touch laboured red flag red flag for that person <laughs> Column says onion rings the lower league team that every now and again gives the big boys a bloody nose which is good <laughs> all prawn cro- uh, all prawn all oh. prawn a minefield prawn cocktail crisps isn't it, go, it really uh, is. doubly wrong uh, all prawn cocktail crisps <laughs> should be put into administration and face a winding up quarter do you know what I, I was concerned recently about the future of prawn cocktail crisps because they don't really taste like prawn cocktail do they really no they don't so he's got a point however I do believe there to be a, a role for them still in the future 
of crisps. Uh, Skip's kind of right up there with your prawn cocktail. Yeah. You, uh, you're, you've totally lost confidence really, in saying that, yeah, Bryce. I, I will, you will never hear me say those two words together again. You don't like Skip's? No, I don't. I love them. Uh, this text here, Skip's are a little bit like Arsenal, full of anticipation and hope that the flavour is there, but as soon as they get a bit damp, they come apart like Arsenal's defence. There you go. At least Bam he's been even-handed after his first <laughs> comment from earlier on. And Lee says, uh, surely pork scratchings are like having Cardiff and Swansea in the English Premier League. Nice snacks but just shouldn't be in the crisp league. <laughs> the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. Absolute Radio. So we've set up a uniform task force on our hometime show that cracks down on annoying behaviour on Britain's planes and trains and buses. We call it the British Transport Social Police. Get in touch now with a behaviour that you'd like to see outlawed. We are doing a recruitment drive. We're after new officers. Yeah, as we're kind of, I guess we're on a new beat just for this week. Uh, away from our hometime beat, it is a chance to uh, uh, recruit we have a constitution that has been established, but that is a fluid document. We're always adding to it. Other things can be added. For example, I have the constitution in front of us. Uh, it's on our Absolute Radio Facebook page. Uh, section 3, noise. Whoa. These are some of the rules that we put in place for noise. 3.1, sound from a tablet or smartphone should be kept to oneself through the use of headphones. Yeah, don't, don't play a movie out or whatever with the speakers. 3.2, phone calls should take place with the phone to your ear and talking in to the mouthpiece rather than being conducted on loudspeaker at chin level like in The Apprentice. Yeah, it's not The Apprentice. Put it to your ear. 3.3, bit of a coverall clause, really, this one. The quiet carriage should be quiet. Yeah, people don't care anymore. No. People are almost more noisy in the quiet carriage. I wonder whether this is, you know, deserving of more policing at breakfast time than home time. I don't know. These are all questions. Uh, Glenn and Emma, anything in particular pertinent that you would like to see in that constitution, stuff that winds you up on public transport? Loud chewers. Loud chewers. Yes, grazers with the mouth going around yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, I, I, personal hygiene. I once saw a woman on the bus clipping her nails. Uh, Revolting. Uh, that's so bad, isn't it? That's on-the-spot tasering. <laughs> Glenn, anything? Pole hoggers. Uh, I think if you're on a tube um, oh, or okay. on a tram, then there's, there's that sort of main sort of vertical pole in the centre and some people sort of really wrap themselves around it like a like a sloth. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't give anyone else a, 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 a bit of that pole. That would be straight into our space section, wouldn't it? It would be. I would, I would say a pole, I agree with Glenn, it's, that's for three people. It's for three, at least three people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do not hog but a pole. But if you do one hand after the other, you could fit maybe 27, 28 people on that. <laughs> I'd love to see that happen. I'd love to see that happen. Uh, anything you would like to be put into our constitution, you can also, we've had some badges made. Yeah. So you can be out and about on trains and planes or whatever. You don't have to go and intervene. Just give people a, a roll of the eyes and that'll do the trick. Listeners may only tut and are responsible for their own choices and this is just a silly radio feature that should never be taken seriously. Absolutely Radio and Bauer Media will not be held accountable in any way, shape or form. And in other words, it's just a bit of fun. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. Uh, Dave Berry and Matt Dyson off on holiday this week. Is Bush and Ritchie looking after things? Uh, we are using our cover of Breakfast this week for a recruitment drive for a thing that we normally do on our Hometime show, and that's the British Transport Social Police. We are putting together a uniform task force that's going to patrol the planes and trains and automobiles of the United Kingdom, cracking down on uh, annoying behaviour. If you think of something that is particularly annoying for you, when you're on your way into work or on your way back, let us know about it. Uh, Bush and I have tried to put together a constitution on the Hometime Show. It's available to look at on the Absolute Radio Facebook page, but you're adding new things. I'm very impressed. People taking up the space of two or three on the tube by playing Candy Crush 
on their tablets. <laughs> then follow some yeah. very, very strong words, which I won't repeat. Um, I have to be honest here. I, I like playing football manager on my tablet on the tube. Yeah. But I would only do that if I'm able to sit down. If I'm stood, I would. I, I agree with that person. They're, I wouldn't want to play on my tablet and take up space. They're the same people, those that he's moaning about, the people who read the paper out. They've got the paper out in front of them yeah. and won't move the paper for you to get past. Do you know what I mean? That's I think a that up. is a seated privilege. I yeah, would say. yeah, seated privilege in yeah. many ways. Uh, this one here from Jill says, Bush and Ritchie, my absolute bugbear. Uh, people who try and get off before you try and get on, it drives me insane. Agree with that one yeah. as well. Next Let's time it happens, in. I'm just going to put my fingers out and I'm going to push them by the throat. Just back <laughs> off the tube. <laughs> there you go. Of course, we don't condone Ben's <laughs> actions. So no, no, we're no. going to enrol I'd never Glenn. do it. Well, once you're a card carrier member of the British Transport Social Police, you'll have ways of, course. of doing the citizens arrest. He'll have his badge by the end of the bulletin. There you go. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. We're on a one-week loan deal from the Home Time Show while uh, Dave and Matt have their holidays and we brought with us our British Transport Social Police. Uh, looks like there are some different rulings that we don't even consider at Home Time that are valid at breakfast. It is. It's opened our eyes to a whole new area of ill behaviour. And speaking of ill, Pete Dowling's been on. This is a brilliant idea. There should be a sick carriage for people with colds and sniffles, etc., so they can stay in their own carriage and not infect other people with their germs. What a fantastic idea. That is one of my finest ideas I've heard of. That's brilliant. Uh, Sally's hanging on to chat. Sally, where are you? I'm just walking from home to Watford Junction Station. And you're hoping when you get on the train at Watford Junction, you're hoping to not see what? What are you reporting? Oh, anybody brushing their long hair for a start (laughs) and then cleaning their brush and throwing the hair onto the train floor. Uh, now, this is interesting. You should say this, Sally, because we've had a few texts in from people saying that they don't like people brushing and combing their hair. And Richie and I were a bit like, what's all that about? But you're saying that it's the kind of thick hair that then sticks to a brush that they then chuck on the floor, which is too much. Yeah, so it's all the time. I'm sitting next to you brushing their hair so their hair lands on your shoulder. All I'm, of it is just disgusting. I'm wondering whether, and we, we speculated about this, here we are as two operatives of the British Transport Social Police, yep. off our normal beat of home time on breakfast for this week. But I wonder whether that the brushing of hair is something that happens at breakfast time when you're heading to work, you're trying to make yourself look presentable, you don't really care on the journey home, yep. so it might not be an offence that is committed in the evening. We might be missing this, you see, Sally, so thank you for bringing this to our attention. Just have your hair cut if you can't stand it. There you go. There's our poster campaign. Thank you, Sally. Absolute Radio. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Uh, thank you to everyone who's got in touch with stuff this morning. And sorry if we've not managed to read your text or tweets or whatever, but we've been overwhelmed with the amount of things we've had in on different things, particularly the uh, League of Crisps has gone mm. a bit crazy. Nigel says, and this is a very important point, with the English uh, crisp champions competing in Europe against the likes of the Lays and Tatoes, <laughs> which you'd usually see when you're on holidays. Hashtag League of Crisps. A little bit niche, this. This is very niche. I apologise 
apologise for a bit. It's like when you uh, uh, you play a team in the Champions League and you see that they're also sponsored by Fly Emirates. Oh, yeah. But it's their version yeah. of a football shirt. A little bit niche, but I like it. I like it. Uh, and Wayne still uh, still on the, uh, the, what, the crisps and also our slippery slope downfall from earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, saying, my choice of crisp is ironically also my slippery slope downfall because of the fact that I can't stop buying bacon fries. Bacon fries? They're not frazzles then? That's something different? I would have said frazzles... Are bacon fries, Wayne? Because, you know, the the frazzles, as we mentioned earlier on, going back to the League of Crisps, is part of the North Atlantic Breakaway League of (laughs) Pub Snack Crisps. So, a little bit more clarification, please, Wayne. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. No repeats yet on the no repeat guarantee, being that we're three songs in. It's quite an achievement. It's Bush and Richie looking after the breakfast show. 100% records. Yes, yeah, Can't argue with that. No. You cannot argue with that. <laughs> uh, and I tell you what, thank you to all the people who got involved in our little game that we put out yesterday morning because we knew it was a Monday morning. You have to kind of warm people's brains up a little bit. Uh, it was a game of trying to guess how heavy the fish was that my dad caught over the weekend just by looking at the photo that you took of it. You can understand why guess the weight competitions at school some affairs go so well yeah, uh, for, for, for like friends of schools because I mean it, it was huge people absolutely love it yeah. and, and we had an, an overwhelming response I think the final weight of the fish I can't remember now, it was like 15 pounds 8 ounces or that something like that two babies uh, we've decided to go one further today based on that popularity of that competition yesterday we're going to take it to what Emma described earlier on as the platinum level And we've uh, launched a new little competition on our Twitter, at Absolute Radio. Can you guess the weight of assistant producer Nick (laughs) over there in the corner? Now, it's been presented in exactly the same way it would be if it was a a big carp. Uh, Bush and I are are holding producer Nick as if we've caught him with a giant rod. You just have to guess the weight. Yeah, and you're holding the heavier end, a lot of people have noted. I am, which is a little bit unfair, considering I'm considerably smaller than all of you. And he's six foot two. So, Glenn and Emma, just to kick things off as get us going on this having a little look at Nick because he's sat at the end of the room with you there what do you, what do you think weight wise just looking at him size him up um, I reckon uh, I reckon he's 12 stone 12 he's 6 foot stone. 2 and yeah. I reckon that would be a, a decent weight Decent weight. Yeah. Uh, what is, is this like a, a fairground where you sort of like if you guess how many jelly beans are in the jar, you would, do we win Nick if we? <laughs> no, because we've correct. got to put Nick back in in a minute. We've right. got to put him back in. But yeah, imagine you were you were looking to buy him for something like maybe check his teeth, something like that. He's like a racehorse. <laughs> do you know what I mean? You go around and pat him. Yeah. See whether he's got. Good... He's eleven hands long. Eleven That's hands it, yeah. long. Nick is uh, Emma. What do you reckon? Just looking at him there. I think eleven stone twelve. Eleven stone twelve. Well, look, he's sat next door to Glenn and Emma, but you can check out what he looks like online right now on the Absolute Radio Facebook page or indeed our Twitter. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Absolute Radio. It's now four on the row. Four in a row, no repeats. We're doing really well so far, aren't we? It's Bush and Richie looking after the breakfast show while Dave is off on holiday and the no repeat guarantee well underway now. Uh, we are doing this competition at the moment. Just a little, little thing, just to take your mind off work on it on a Tuesday morning. Uh, have a little look at it. Richie and I held up assistant producer Nick a little bit earlier on. And based on the success of yesterday's competition, we had to guess the weight of a fish that my dad caught. Just asking you, do you reckon you can work out how heavy Nick is? He might yeah. have heavy feet, heavy shoes or something like that, just from the look of the lad. Uh, apparently six foot two, according to Nick. And this, we, we don't want to go down this route, but Brian, who works here, has said Nick's never six foot two. And do you know what I mean? I, I don't, you know, Nick is filled in the form. That's all we can base the information <laughs> Why would he on. lie? Why would he lie about yeah, that? There's one? nothing in it for him. Nothing in it for Nick at all. So just have a little look, see if you can guess. Absolute radio. 
asked for a podcast, we told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Uh, we started the show earlier on this morning by talking about your uh, your little badger friend, Visitor. Oh, yeah. Uh, that uh, you spotted again uh, at home overnight. Knee high. That's not his <laughs> name. As you said. <laughs> as you said. Um, and uh, you want to befriend it. And we speculated that if you won the £5,000 on the accumulator, yep. you could buy 500 uh, night vision goggles to try and meet your friend. Let's call him Bodger. Genuinely, before the end of the year, I'm going to own night vision goggles, I've decided. Great news for you. Great news for you. I found online a wildlife camera, uh, which is motion activated, wow. infrared night vision, 39 quid. That's so, that's so cheap, isn't it? Suddenly you're running your own spring watch at home. That is it. I know. Can I live stream it? You're putting Packham out of business. I really am going to. If I put so two things by the end of the year, uh, have me own night vision goggles. Put Packham out of business. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. We are all but done, but we have one piece of very important unfinished business to take care of. Yeah. Yesterday, yesterday, you guys pretty much broke the Absolute Radio socials just by trying to guess the weight of a fish, a fish that had been caught by Bush's dad over the weekend. Nice. A very large carp. It weighed in at... 15 pounds, 8 ounces, I believe. Now, you look, in, a, in our business, when you hit upon something that's popular, you kind of then think to yourself, right, how are we going to milk this? Yes. And so today, after the success of yesterday's How Much Does This Fish Weigh, we've gone with our producer, Nick. Uh, Bush and I have uh, held him, much like a fisherman would proudly hold a giant catch of a fish. We were going to put him on some tarpaulin, but we didn't have any, so we decided to hold hold him up to the camera. So at 10 o'clock, we've got to put him back in the river like you do when you catch a fish. Release him. But we need to know how much this particular fish he weighs. Uh, This is a feature that was described by Leona on Twitter a little earlier on as fantastic content. So (laughs) thanks for backing us up on this, Leona. Uh, Very quickly, uh, Emma and Glenn, just your initial thoughts about the weight of producing Nick before we find 11 out. 11 stone, 12 pounds. 11 stone, 12. I was insistent on 12 stone. 12 stone. He's okay. six foot two and stuff as well. So we've got a uh, load of people texting about it as well. Uh, producer Nick, the, he's in the room. Good to have you on. Good to be here. Uh, how heavy are you? No, I'm, I'm not actually too sure, to be honest. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> What? I don't weigh myself in a while. Did you not think of that when we made a whole competition on it for the last... Well, we've been doing this since seven o'clock this morning. We picked you up, man. Yes. We <laughs> literally lift... We were lifting you. At no point when we were lifting you did you think, oh, maybe I should just tell them that I don't know how heavy I am. You didn't give me a set of scales to do it. Well, like, but who doesn't know their own... We got, we got rid of the work scales ages ago, Nick, oh. and you know this. The most pointless thing we've done since the last pointless thing we've done. It is, isn't it? Do you know Cheers, the thing Nick. is? Nick, have you got any scales at home? How are we going to get a resolution on this? Because we obviously have to pay back the people that have texted in with some form of an answer. I'll have a search around. I'll, I'll buy some from Asda. Oh, Good brilliant. Thanks. OK, Good listen, thanks for that, Nick. And we really, really apologise for that. We've got no resolution. 